Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Tech Podcast episode episode 518. Happy Friday. We are doing the Wisconsin Sports Viewing Guide for the months of September and October, a.k.a. fall. We're also going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks schedule that just came out. So huge schedule day. Uh, we'll get Mitch's thoughts, my thoughts on that. And then we will talk about the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots storylines from the preseason game number two. And then if there's time, who scares you, the Dodgers or the Bre- or the Braves, if you are the Milwaukee Brewers. But I'm sure we will bitch about it, the Brewers, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Mitch, what's happening? Happy Friday. How you live? Doing well. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to you. I, I did I did wish it to you via text on 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 Tuesday on your actual birthday, but obviously right. wanted to bring it to the podcast as many of our friends and stuff listen. So obviously yeah. uh wanted to wanted to extend that to you before we get started. But otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. Um yeah, it's getting getting to be an exciting time of year. Right. As we uh I don't know, today we record this on Thursday. Uh, I don't know. The breeze picked up. It felt oh, a little, yeah. dare I dare I say, brisk. Not really brisk, but you know, it, uh, it just kind of kind of got the itch. Yeah, dude. I I played golf today. Um, not a big deal. I day off, and it was lovely. Like I barely, I barely broke a sweat. Like, and you know, if you're playing golf in the summertime in Wisconsin, you're probably gonna break a sweat, right? Mm-hmm. And I just had a little bit of sweat marks here and there but other than that I, I really didn't and so that is that's huge and I played well um too like it kind of sucks you know when you're playing well with your dad which is cool right it's nice father son bonding the whole thing but at the same time it's like I was playing with all my guys like a month ago it was fucking awful and like the first like five shots I hit in the during this uh this round i was better than my 18 that i shot at the wisconsin dallas like it was just fucking pathetic but you know that's golf right there right right there for you i think Uh, the two times i've played golf this summer it was like in the upper 80s so yeah i would i would like to go golfing once when it's not you know a million degrees and you're basically sweating through you know your socks (laughs) and, and uh and your shirt by like halfway through it yeah, it's a it's a much different experience. I I think the I think the one issue today was just the winds got really the winds got really sort of heavy um at certain points where it was like you kind of didn't know what club to take because it's like the winds blowing in your face but then it was kind of like swirling too. So it's tough, man, but you know we made it out. I shot well and was you know that's the thing. When you play well, you're like, "Oh, I want to get back out there." And then when you you're shit, you're like, "Yeah, I don't I don't want anyone to watch me play golf at least for one or two one or two rounds." Yeah. Well, and and it's funny cuz when you golf and you're, I don't take it very seriously, but I know some, and you know, not that like you take it super seriously, but mm-hmm. there are people that, that want to be golfers or like kind of make it more of their personality. And they want to like, you know, they want to, they want to golf a lot. And they think, man, if I golf all the time, I could actually get good. And I, and my thought on that is like, that's what they want you to think. Right. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I- think that like the more you play, the more you think about shit and, and like, if you just get out there and play 
once a month or something or, or less. And you just, you're just grabbing whatever club comes to mind and you're just, you're just hacking away and, and don't, don't try to kill your, you know, don't, as long as you right. don't make any shitty shots, you'll, right. you'll have a decent time. Yeah. But, I, um, yeah. I, I, I agree and disagree. Like I agree in that regard with like when you're off the tee and like even that second shot, I think you're thinking way less if you're not playing a bunch. I do think like playing a bunch helps with like chipping and putting. Cause like you just understand yeah. greens. You just understand like, all right, I, I need to like have like good touch here or I, I can't like, I can't just power this or I'm, I'm familiar with this kind of lie. So yeah, I, I agree and disagree, but I will say like free plug for the Milwaukee County courses. There are some good ones. Um, there's some bad ones too, but I, I really enjoyed uh, Dretzka. It's a, it's a good one and not, not too far away from most people probably listen. Yeah. But well, if we, maybe one if, of these days I'll get there for sure. Uh, maybe we'll, we could, you know, tapping. There's been some questions of a tapping keg golf on it. Um, uh, one of the many ideas that have floated floated through, uh, the uh, the inbox uh, throughout the years. But if we were to do a viewing guide of the you know entire thing, if it wasn't just Wisconsin sports, I think the Ryder Cup would find a, its way on there, uh, which is in late uh, September. But we're not doing uh all sports. We're just doing Wisconsin sports because we're a Wisconsin sports podcast. And I, I kind of birthed this idea out of it's middle of August. Uh, it's, I, but I, I thought about it and I was like, God, this is kind of fun to like draft, like the, you know, five biggest games, you know, that you really are a excited about B you think are important C maybe you think, you know, there's a chance that the team yet you're picking can win or like there, there holds some sort of importance to it for you personally. Um, and just kind of this, you know, joy around it and, I, I hope that this is something, you know, we do pretty regularly. I, I actually think this is a great way to kind of set the table for what's on deck. And we have obviously numerous Packer games. We have numerous Badger games. Uh, we have a couple Bucks games. Um, I We had the Bucks season opener. They play the Hawks. And then they also play their first game against the Miami Heat, uh, which are all in October. And that's the rules. It's September and October. Uh, we have a bunch of Brewers, too. And what we're doing for the Brewers, we're going to assume that the Brewers are in the playoffs because that if the season ended today, the Brewers would be in the playoffs. Now, what's tough about it, and if someone does pick the Brewers for the playoffs, there is no playoff opponent right now because there are three teams currently tied. It's the Marlin, it's the Marlins, the Cubs, and the Reds. I think the Cubs have the tiebreaker, uh, but we could, if you wanted to bring in one team in that playoffs, we certainly can. So are you ready, Mitch? Do you have your board together? Um, and I will, as I do with a lot of my a lot of my segments, I, I give you first pick. I yield it to you. And uh let's let's get into it. All right. Well, man, I, I think if you're if we're factoring in my personal preferences, and I think with my first pick, it's probably gonna be the Brewers Cubs series at the end of September. All right. Yeah. I think that is going to come down to the wire. I think that both teams, just the way it's kind of going, Cubs mm-hmm. are playing much better. The Brewers are, they are what they are. That's <laughs> what I'll say. Yeah. Don't ask them to beat a good team, but um, 
they're probably going to be up and down or or maybe a little more right. up than down the rest right. of the way. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we're on a we're on a crash course right now for that series to that that ends the season, right? Correct. It will be the that, it'll be the end of the season. It will be the last game up there. I think the question I have with that series, I think that's a great pick. I I think there is also the fact that there is no Packer football. There's no Badger football that weekend. It is just Brewers. Like there is no excuse to not be at the ballpark that weekend. I'm not a I'm not a huge like be at the ballpark. Make sure you're there. But if you're a Brewer fan, there is besides high school football, which I know some people you know do whether they coach, whether they help out you know at, at their school, whether they're teachers or their alumni. There is no fucking excuse not to find your way to one of those games and make sure the Cubs fans don't filter in because that's going to be a a huge talking point. Cause, and I do wonder, are the Brewers ticket office going to do something? And I know that always like, it's like, Oh, look at, they can't, can't keep them out. And it, it's kind of, in my opinion, a little fugazi because Chicago just has a bigger fan base. They have a, a huge contingent of fans and there are a lot of Cubs fans that live around here too. So there are going to be some Cubs fans, but I would really like it if it was like 70, 70, 30 Brewer fans. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, that's I think you're right. There's there's a way to control that, but also like so a lot of it's, you know, people that live around here, mm-hmm. um, people in Wisconsin that grew up as Cubs fans, people from yep. Wisconsin that grew up as Cubs fans, I mean. Then you have people who have transplanted up here and they just live here and yep. there's a lot of them that call Wisconsin home, unfortunately. But um so there's not a ton that you can do about that. So I mean, that's that's going to be probably a pretty pricey ticket, you know. No, I mean, yeah, that's true. So I'm just trying to figure out, look it up right now, what, uh, what we I got. Think, but I think you can get in, like, you could probably still buy ticket, like single game tickets right now from the Brewers themselves. Like, I think you could you could yeah. make a good bet that, like, this is these games are going to matter in some capacity, even if the Cubs fall off, right? Like these, these could be for the division. They could be, you know, for if the Brewers really get hot, like that, that second uh, spot in the NL. That's a fat chance, but you never know, right? We got fifty games of baseball left, uh, and the other part that might help the Brewers at least on that Sunday is the Bears do have a home game that day. Now they're playing Denver, but that will take some of that fan base away, and some fan base will be like, I. Even if it's down to the wire, I I still like the Bears are still kind of king, right? Like football's still king. There'll, there'll be people who are like, I'll just watch both games. I'll have two screens going, and I'm not gonna go to the game and not be able to watch the Bears. That would be an interesting question for me. Um, are the Cubs more popular than the Bears right now? I I just think to cut in, like I just think because you have the White Sox fans too that are also Bears fans. Like there was a. Someone had a tweet like that they were all saying Green Bay sucks after the Cubs White Sox game, which is just rent free, rent free stuff. Um, and and you know that's just how it goes, right? <laughs> like you know, and because they joined music, because yeah, White Sox fans are also. I I think if it's like is a if it's a Cubs, Bears, Blackhawks fan, and Bulls, like where do they rank? I I could see Cubs and Bears interchange interchanging there. Yeah, I mean I. I don't know. Again, I'm not. I'm on the outside looking in there. Nah, we'll have to. Um, we'll have to consult. We, we'd yep. have. We'd have to ask a friend of the pod, Mike. But he. But he's said to me n- numerous times throughout our lives that he loves them all equally. 
Yeah. Which is well, not true. No, we'll 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 see him Saturday. We're gonna put his foot to the fire. Like, hey, game, you know, game game one sixty two. What are you doing there? There's only seventeen think- football. There's only seventy football games. So I, I think that also like plays a plays a factor a little bit. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think you're right that there's it's the Chicago baseball fan base is split, but I still think the Cubs kind of are just such a national right thing that they they swallow up the White Sox fan base basically for sure. There, so. I, I, I would I would agree. Well, let's stick with Bears because my number one is Bears Packers. Okay. That's that that was uh, probably look, that was way up there for me too. Like, look, it just I, I, the Bears Packer Twitter thing has been kind of weird, honestly. Um, just because mm-hmm. I it seems like we talked about that I think last week's show that just it's sort sort of odd that everybody's tracking everyone's moves. Then you had the Justin Fields stuff this weekend where people were losing their minds that Justin Fields went three for three with 129, but he think he had negative air yards. Like, I don't think any of those balls really, you know, left it. And then you had Warren Sharp, who, heaven forbid, any Warren Sharp does not defend a player. Like, that's just Warren Sharp's goal in life on Twitter. And it's like, oh, well, like, that's that's good system. Like, that's a good system. Well, if that's a good system, like, Colin Coward was calling that a game manager um, about Jordan Love the next day. So, like, what the fuck is it then? Um, and – yeah, it's just been this whole indictment on Bears and Packers. And I think the Bears are looking to take that step up and the Packers are kind of looking to keep the Bears the same. I think, you know, if it's a close game, if it's 24-21, either way, I, I think that, you know, there'll be hot takes, but it won't be crazy. If one team blows out the other by 10 or more, it's going to be, you know, overreaction yeah. city, if, especially the Bears win, I'm going to have to hop on the pod on Sunday night and just be like calming everybody the fuck down and be like, guys, it's, it's going to be okay. It's it's week one. And, and that's what the loser will say. Be like, oh, enjoy your Super Bowl. Enjoy your week one Super Bowl. And I think they will. Like, I think either fan base will really enjoy that week one Super Bowl because there just holds a ton of meaning uh, with just how the, the fan bases see their team, not only this year, but, you know, in the future. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about how kind of how awesome it is that that game is week one. Just get it, get it right out, get it right out of the way. And, you know, it like, it does feel like the rivalry is, is kind of back in a way oh, with, yeah. because, you know, Bears fans are puffing their chest out because they finally think that the playing field has been leveled and, you know, really fields and Jordan love are kind of similar in that, they have a, a lot to prove. I mean, they're they're not rookies, and but they're you know Fields obviously had a chance last year, yeah, and it didn't necessarily go the greatest. And it's kind of it's his it's his kind of last chance, as you know, I think to to be the player that people think he can be. Mm-hmm. And then for for Love, it's you know sat behind Rogers for three years, and he's he's learned um, behind him, and now it's time to go show it every week. And yeah. Um, they're kind of in a similar spot. So Bears fans are puffing their chest out because they think they think that 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 it's it's all equal again. And yeah. you know, they're home free. And I mean, it just would be great to see Jordan Love kick their ass. And um, you know, again, it 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 wouldn't be the be all end all, but it would right. be a tremendous um tone setter for right. the season and right for the future, like you said, if if that were to happen. So right. yeah, I mean, I mean that that game that game was was probably number two on on my big board personally as yeah, well. So for sure, there. why don't we get you with your number two now? 
Who? Uh, I'll probably go Packers Lions. Okay. Thursday night game. Yeah. Uh, that's that's in Detroit. No, it's in it's in Green Bay. So it's in Green Bay, even better. And I just think that you know that's week three, week four, week four. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe if the Packers get, you know, let's say the Packers are are three and zero right by then. Oh God. And, and Maybe the Lions are too, and it's uh I don't have their schedule in front of me. They, but... Well, they'd have to shock the Chiefs on on Thursday night, but you never know. Oh, Dan yeah. Campbell, right. Dan Campbell loves to play that underdog thing. Like he's you know one of the best coaches against the spread, and that's going to be you know that's one of those where are you trusting your heart or are you trusting like the analytics? Like the analytics will tell you to bet Lions plus seven, but everything else will tell you Chiefs minus seven. Just dump the mortgage on it and, and worry about it after, after you get done with your rehearsal dinner. Right. So uh, I just think that that would be a chance for the Packers to kind of, cause all we've heard about the last, I don't know, what has it been? Eight months, nine months mm-hmm. is how the lions are the favorites to win the division. And mm-hmm. um, you know, or more or less like the one team that national people can't, you know, can't necessarily go against like that. They're kind of the default pick almost at this point in the division. And I just think that it's kind of a not so fast, my friend uh, situation where, you know, again, the lions are the fucking lions. I'm a, I'm a bucks, I'm a bucks fan. And it was so hard to, to, to get the stench off. And, and, and anyone who's a fan and every city probably or every state has their team that, is mediocre or bad for a long time and it's really hard to get off that and i don't know i mean the lions are going to have a tough schedule um tougher than usual anyway mm-hmm. yeah and that's very important in the nfl that's why there's so much parody in the nfl because you can be really good one year and really bad the next mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that's going to happen to detroit but i'm also not ready to kind of make them the default um champion of the nfc north and i think that that's again another division game like the bears game where it's like let's go out and kick jared goff's ass i mean well let's just, let's just here's, the, here's the thing you've lost you've lost two straight games to the lions mm-hmm. there has to be some revenge there there has to be a little bit of piss and vinegar they've, they've lost to- a couple a couple games to the lions and lost. yeah and like it you know that sort of thing is done the Lions, I bet, will be favored in that game. Like, I bet it – I'm sure there are look-ahead lines that I could see, but I think the Lions will be favored in that game. I think that's just such a way for the Packers to kind of make a state – to your point, make a statement about what this team is. Yeah, the Lions have actually won three straight games against the Packers. Now, 2021 is a little bit weird because Love played in that game, right? So you'd have to kind of do the math of when the last – Last time, really, the Lions dominated this series was 20, 2017 and 2018, uh, where they had won four straight against the Packers. And they swept the Packers in 2017 uh, for the first time since 1991. So, like, yeah, this is a time for the Packers to lay the hammer down and, and make sure that there is there is a statement said. And even if they are one and two when they play, they play that game, right, they – Maybe they lose to the Bears, they beat the Falcons, and they lose again to the Saints. Like, if you're 2-2 two and two coming out of September uh, with the young quarterback, with a young team, I don't. I think that's pretty good. 
And I think that's a good, you know, way forward and, you know, can set up success the rest of the year. My number two pick is going to, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to take Wisconsin, Ohio state. Now Mm -hmm. this game might not be fun, right? Ohio state's very good. They're talented as they are every fucking year, but it's camp Randall. It's Saturday night rumored. I don't think that's official yet. NBC apparently is going to have that as a Saturday night game. Big Ten has all their wacky TV packages now. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's Halloween weekend in Madison. So it's yeah. going to be an absolute madhouse, especially if that weather is like it's like 50 or it's like 40 degrees. Like it's crisp, but it's not it's not unbearably cold. You never know in late October, right? But if you get that plus that and and it it's just it's also like the way for the Badgers to to kind of go on to the big stage and sort of make their statement about like who they are and you know the national spotlight will be on that they have a primetime game before that against uh well they have a couple they have the one in washington state and the one against purdue but all eyes are going to be on this because it's ohio state and we you know everybody watches ohio state just like they do mm-hmm. notre dame just like they do alabama and if you can beat ohio state like that's a massive message sent the only thing that I worry about with this game, Mitch, is the fact that they have Iowa and Illinois before that game. That's a lot of tough teams. And then you end with Ohio State. Now, maybe you're right, the adrenaline keeps it up and you're just like, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we're ready for this. But man, oh man, that is that that does them no favors to end with, you know, one of the best teams in, in, in college football to start the year. Yeah, that's that. You're right. That's that's a tough stretch. That's probably easily the toughest stretch of the season. Those three games right there. But I, I think the juice will not be an issue because that's a Luke Fickle. Um, he wasn't the head coach there, but he he has he played there and he has, you know, a lot of uh, he coach. He was an assistant coach there, right? Right, assistant um, coach but, there, player. He was the interim there for a year when the trestle when all that trestle drama came out. He got fired for the the. The tattoos, damn, which was a while ago. Um, oh yeah, think but... about it. that's a wild like that's one of those like with college how college athletics has just completely changed. You know, Jim Trestle's tattoos were a thing that got people fired, and Trestle couldn't coach for five years after that. <laughs> yeah, now now what would that? I mean, that would be everybody would laugh, tilt their head back, and laugh. I think at that because right. yeah, there's no pride or shame in college football. With all the money so yeah the oh. the tattoo stuff is would not even be i don't think even register on anyone's radar at this point no. but no that is a that's a, that's a fabulous pick charlie i mean that, oh. that's gonna oh, be yeah. that's gonna be a crazy crazy weekend in madison oh, and, oh uh, yeah and also think about the weekend not only in madison but think about the weekend that you have as a as a wisconsin sports fan there thursday night's the bucks when Saturday night, you get Badgers, Badgers, Ohio State. Sunday night or Sunday a- morning, afternoon is Packers, Vikings. Like, that's as good as it gets. That's like, I mean, it, the only thing you need to put a cherry on top is the Brewers in the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that'd be, that'd be, that'll be the tough one to pull off considering yeah. the rest of them are, are guarantees. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be a wild weekend. Plus, I mean, all your Halloween activities or whatever right. you're going to do. So right. uh, for, for my next pick, I will take the Bucks season opener. Um, 
at home against the Sixers. We have no idea what the Sixers are going to look like at this point. Oh yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I guess at this point I would expect that James Harden ends up playing there um, or sits out. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I see him doing that, but maybe I, I think that he likes to, he likes to put his numbers up. That's for sure. Oh so, yeah. Um, you know, but or he just comes um, in just fat as fuck. And then you just see James Harden just rolled out there basically. Well, yeah, looks like that's going to be, looks like Lance Lynn um, in, you know, in the first, first game of the year in Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very likely that Harden is, um, you know, 300 pounds, but uh, is this, I guess one shitty thing is that's going to overshadow, you know, and it's like, the, the Bucks won't even won't even be on the court. I mean, that's just gonna be <laughs> it's just gonna be all about Harden and Embiid and Maury and especially with it being the first game. So I mean, but that's gonna give it more more incentive in my opinion. I mean, I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna wanna wanna beat the Sixers even more. I always do. And I know it's just the right. first game of the regular season and the regular season doesn't matter to us anymore. But I mean, I still get kind of get up for the bigger games. I've I've oh, gotten yeah. better. I've gotten better with relaxing during some of the you know less intense games or less important games the charlotte games the orlando games mm-hmm. the Detroit games those those types but you still get up for you know the, the top the top half of the eastern conference and the top half of the western conference and some of those other teams that you think might you might see down the road mm-hmm. yeah still get up for all those games even if they are it is just the measly regular season so yeah i uh, I, I agree I think, look, I, I, you know, if you guys watch my reviews, Tabin Keg or Tabin Keg Sports on various channels, TikTok, t- Twitter, like I, I get more fired up for those, those games you're referring to, like the Buck Sixers game one, of course, I'm going to be, I'm going to be off the wall. Uh, and it's, it'll be a lot of fun. I think the fact that it's like a Thursday night, it just makes it, you know, a little more adds, it adds even more juice. I understand that there's, you know, Halloween that weekend, but who's to say you can't, that that sounds like yeah maybe maybe you duck out to a bar even if you go suburbs but maybe you duck out to a bar or maybe you go watch at somebody's house because it's a Thursday evening you know not not your Tuesday night and makes it you know you kind of make a little bit more of an event of it I know we had a blast last year uh, when they had the home opener on the Saturday um, against the Rockets but there obviously was not as much juice because it's the Rockets there was juice because it's game one but. There, you know, or as game two because they beat the Sixers. Uh, but yeah, I, I love starting at home. I, I think that that's a great pick. Uh, my number three—that's that, uh, uh the Buccaneers and Bills play Thursday Night Football that night too. Ooh, so okay, all right. Maybe so, you know, maybe not maybe not the greatest game. I mean, the right. Bills will be should be good to watch, but right. And you'll I think the World Series starts that night. So, and but again, at that point, if the Brewers get their hearts stomped on, how much do you want to watch? Like I, I vividly remember. I I don't think I could watch the first like. Car- the first game of like that Cardinal Cardinals Ranger series in 2011, 20, 2018. I didn't watch much of that Dodgers Astro series. I, I didn't watch any like, of 2011. I didn't watch a single pitch. Oh, I, that David freeze, like game six game was incredible. Uh, I had a girl that was trying to get me out that night. Um, it was my senior year of college. And I just was like, no, I'm, I'm locked in with this game. Um, you know, that's where my priorities were. Uh, but that's, you know, that's that's me just fumbling the bag. Like I, I did a lot throughout my single years. Right. Of course. 
<laughs> so, uh, my number three is going to be whoever the Brewers are playing in the playoffs. Um, I'll just take that. I mean, it, it, if the play, if it ended today, the Brewers would host all three games at American Family Field. You'd have Freddie Peralta, uh, not Freddie Peralta. Well, Freddie Peralta would maybe be game three, but you'd have Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta uh, as your three starters. You'd feel pretty good about that. I think if it's the Cubs, it's a kind of an all-out war, right? Like that, you've already played them for three games. Now you're playing them for another three games, um, and this time it's for the playoffs. Um, I think that would just carry so much goddamn weight. I think the Reds. And Marlins, the juice wouldn't be there as much. I think everyone would hope the Reds would get through uh, just with the Ellie De La Cruz factor and, you know, kind of all the young guys the Reds have. But I'd argue the Brewers have almost just as many young guys as, as they do, just not maybe not the guy at the Ellie De La Cruz level. And then the Marlins, I, I don't think anyone, Brewers Marlins would be tucked away on TBS. Those would be noontime starts for every game. We would not that would not see the light of primetime. It would be early starts that entire series. Brewers-Marlins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that'd be – that would be – right. That'd be your TBS 1.30 yep. Monday afternoon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happened That happened two years ago with the Braves. Right. Um, you know, when the Braves were not quite yet probably fully to where, you know, obviously they won the World Series that year and now are an absolute machine. And, right. Um. Uh, so yeah, they, they played, I think they played one game at like, did they play like a noon Monday game or something? Uh, I think they, they might've, I think, yes, like they game did. one, yes, I think did. it was, game, game it was three. like that was, a no, real was early. Game, it was game three. Cause game one, I went to, they lost two nothing. Max Freak dominated us. Um, and that was awesome to be at, but I ended up having, I like told my boss, well, they, like they won game one. Oh yeah. 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 I was at game two. That's right. I was like, it was like a one nothing game that they won or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was our offense at that point had just completely sputtered out and we just took the foot off the gas pedal, which, you know, we could do bad retrospect moves, you know, and that one definitely ranks high in terms of Wisconsin sports. Like the Brewers just kept, kept the foot down. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe to 2012, 2021 would have been different. The Cubs series would be, I think would be phenomenal. Um, oh God. We well, ended they, the, they, we 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 ended the the dynasty that the media gave them um, from <laughs> twenty fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, and so rest in peace to that. And with the game one sixty three, and I think that 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 really that hurt Cubs fans for the first time, maybe ever, when it came to the Brewers. And I think that 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 we we really we really rose up their power rankings of rivals. Yeah, and 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 I I think finally got some respect if you will mm. after 10 to 15 years of of us hating the cubs with all our guts and all everything every fiber of our being and them kind of just looking at us as like a a little a little tick on their shoulder yeah and and then that so then it, you you put it you fast forward a couple of years later cubs fans are going to be pretty bloodthirsty i would think totally to, yeah uh, they to, they could hold oh sorry I to you. just to just reciprocate and and be, um, yeah, and just pay pay us back for oh for breaking their hearts a few years back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they they could hold that. I mean, that would be talk about worst nightmare shit. Is if the Bears went beat the Packers and then the Cubs beat us in the playoffs like that. That would be a rough rough fall. 
like we had a rough we've had kind of a rough like last year plus right you know 2022 with Packers we all know Bucks we all know um and Badgers was a disaster football wise really Marquette basketball was the only bright spot and only a few people root for Marquette basketball but I do so I had that that was really all I had Mitch real to me damn it I can't exactly I can't I really can't do that again I can't. I, I, I'm very excited for Marquette, and when we do this again for the winter, Marquette will find their way on there a bunch. But um, yeah, it's uh, we. I, I need more than just just the Golden Eagles. Yeah, that'll be. I just. I'm. I guess. I. I kind of forgot about the, the playoff opponents that might have been. Yeah, uh, or it's potential okay. Playoff opponents. It slipped, uh, it slipped. It slipped on the board a little bit. I you know ran up and got it. Um. So so there you have it. You're a good GM. I, I do what I can. Uh, where are you going, number four? Let's go with – I'm going to go probably back to the Packers. And I'll take Packers-Vikings. Okay. Again, another divisional game as we laid out the schedule. Yep. For the weekend, uh, cap it off there with – I would is that a is that a 330 it's a game? No, it's oh, a nooner. No, a lot of nooners this year. Very excited. You bet. You bet. Uh, a lot of, of us that, yeah, I think I think I think the I think the fathers in the uh, oh yeah in the in the listener group um, yes probably enjoy the noon games totally because they're they're up at five in the morning and yep they get they get to wait around all day so mm-hmm. yeah Packers Vikings I mean I think I don't know I if I were to pick a team to win the NFC North right now it might be the Vikings as much oh, as wow. I, that, okay. that is. I know that's just I don't know. It's wild. It's spicy. No, it, look, it, the Vikings. The Vikings are always around. They and always. I'm not saying around. they're not going to win 12 games again or whatever right. they won last year. Clearly, there's going to be some regression there. Right. But I think it's 10 wins to to win this division. Mm-hmm. And if you put if you held me a gunpoint, I think it's probably the Vikings that that would get there first. Um. But again, I you know. I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl or anything no. like that. God no. no. So I don't know. I think that's going to be a huge one. You know, again earlier in the year, but set the tone again. It's a oh yeah division game, and we'll see what Kirk Cousins and and his weapons look like. You know, Jordan Addison yep. off to an interesting start to his career, yep. but um, you know, still got him and Jefferson, and and I think there's decent well. They don't have. They don't. Well, we'll see about the running backs, but yeah, they um, have Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. They have a couple of rookies. I I think the, the thing about nice, but is is he really an NFL starter? Nah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I I do. I am curious. I guess the nice thing with Minnesota is you get that first game in Green Bay. That you don't have to go to US Bank, which has been a. It's been a very yeah. Rogers Rogers oh. struggled there. Yeah, it was up and down, right? The COVID year, Rodgers dominated. They won the division there one year, but then also Rodgers broke his collarbone there. They got waxed, you know, last year. So it's been – and then they had that crazy back-and-forth game, what, two years ago where they, they couldn't stop a cold. Uh, so it's like, yeah, they're, they've had had some good moments there, but they've also had some really, really bad moments. So I think, you know, Jordan Love getting that first divisional opponent at home with the Lions and the Vikings – I think it's huge. I, I really do. And I think that kind of can't be understated and forgotten. Like that's it's pretty nice that you can go two out of three um, at home, especially and early on 
kind of getting your familiarity with the rivalry. That'll be your third divisional opponent by then because you've played the Lions and you played the Bears by then. So that's that's also another thing. So maybe you know they're in the line and the Vikings defense. They have Brian Flores there, but they have a lot of question marks. There's a there's not a lot of guys that you look and you're like, oh, that's a guy. Like it's Harrison Smith, and he's he's kind of past prime. So that's that's a that could be a problem for for the old Vikings. Yeah, and Daniel Hunter. Oh, Daniel Hunter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Daniel Hunter's good. Good point. All right, let's. Uh, I'll do by four, and then we'll blow through five because we still got a lot to talk about. And we'll just do like five is just a very quick. Hey, play. Dean Lowry he, plays for the Vikings too. He so. does. Oh, Paul Allen thinks Dean Lowry is like the fucking steal of the century. Thinks he's Lawrence Taylor. Um, but Paul Allen, come on, like Paul Allen. I am a bad homer, but Paul Allen somehow makes it worse than me. And he, but he has also has a job, you know, being the radio guy for them. Uh, I'll go with uh, the kind of the sermon between Wisconsin, Iowa versus Wisconsin, Illinois. I'll Wisconsin, Illinois. Um, Illinois might not be that good this year. Uh, they, you know, they lost a lot. Um, they did get some stuff in the transfer portal, but I think the whole storyline of you have Bielema versus fickle. Um, you also have Aaron Henry as their defensive coordinator, uh, former Badger corner. You have Jim Leonard as a special assistant. Um, I, I just think there, there'll be a little more juice with that one, especially maybe on the Illinois side and the Badgers are going to have to match that. It's also this terrible look ahead, uh, letdown sandwich potentially. You know, with Ohio State the following week, you've played Iowa, who's a rival the the week prior. Like that's one that I I think Wisconsin's going to need to match Illinois' juice, and I think you hope that with the fact that Illinois you know got a coach fired last year and kicked your ass at home, that they're going to want to come and you know deliver the pain in Champaign, if you will. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of a Camp Randall South down there now, isn't it? Um, it should be. Yeah, I mean they should they should be able to. Badger fans travel extremely well, and you know, it, Champaign's not an easy drive. I've been there. Uh, it's it's like a six hour, five hour drive, but still, no. Re- and, you know, the Chicago transplants is a lot quicker, so you know, you do get you should get a lot of Badger fans for that game, and it should be a there should be a good good energy in that in that you know, building and yeah. we'll, we'll see that. But I, I do worry about, you know, Illinois having a ton of juice heading into that game just for the, the Leonard angle. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, there's obviously, yes, that the Badgers travel pretty well, but I kind of meant just with Bielema and Leonard. And oh yeah. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. There's always going to yeah. be, there's yeah. always going to be a, um, an interesting sort of, I guess, extra bit of motivation, you know, even though Bielema left, Wisconsin he wasn't you know fired or anything like that mm-hmm. but I feel like kind of the way that went was a little a little nasty especially oh, yeah. with the hashtag karma oh yeah that Jen- everyone in Wisconsin knows about but yeah Jim Bielema uh, a legend legend over time you know um and and then we'll we'll see if old Bert you know is still put it on the pounds and looks like he's uh <laughs> he's wearing uh a uh, uh, grill cover for for a uh, coach's outfit. <laughs> yeah, like a like a bright orange. Uh, <laughs> oh man, there's the, there's no way he would ever wear bright orange. Like I mean, it, it, there there would have to be like a bet or something. Like if a team goes ten and zero, I'll wear I'll go bright orange because he would look like the Syracuse mascot. Yeah, he, he really would. I mean, just put a <laughs> straw in his on his tape of straw to his back or something. And yeah, he would, he would look like a, like a big orange peel. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, no, no. yeah, I mean that, that that's that's gonna be you know it will be a look ahead spot probably. That's a game to be nervous about. Mm-hmm. And you know, was that 2018 they lost in Illinois too? Yeah, uh, 2019. Paul, yeah, 2019. Oh, that was a bad one. That was. That was they missed the field goal at the end. Oh no, Illinois. Did Illinois, I think Illinois kicks the field goal at the end. They lost 24-23. It was that was a bad loss. Um, I was just I was just looking at the Badger schedule recently because I was kind of like they've really not had a clean September since 2019. Like, you know, obviously one year it got wiped out because of COVID, but like they've had some struggles in September uh lately. So that's something to definitely clean up. All right, right, just that, give, was, that, that was 2019 because I think that was the weekend I moved into my my place. There you go. Uh, why don't you give the quick quick pick on the fifth one? We've talked about a lot of these teams already. Can I go? I can go Bucks and Heat, right? That's oh, still yeah. in October. Yeah. Yep. yep. Give, give me that one because okay. obviously we need to uh, kick their ass once. But you know, Jimmy Butler probably won't play, and right. I mean, so he'll be scared. Yeah. So. We'll see. No, I shouldn't be saying that yet. We'll have to wait and see. But that's uh that's uh I mean, look, Miami is is back up in the uh in the hate rankings. I don't oh, think yeah. they're at the I don't think they're at the top still, but mm-hmm. um they were for a while. And yeah. um, you know, what happened again this year is has definitely put them back into probably the top three right. teams I hate the most. Um so you know, yeah, we get a, get a crack at him right away, and yeah. I don't, I don't think this is this is not the in season tournament. This game, in no, particular, we do play but, him in it, but they're in our group for that, so we'll yep. see how the fuck that goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll. I'm sure that it will find its way to the uh, to the conversation about what if we do this in the winter. My last one, man. There's a lot of choices. Uh, I could go Love's first game at home against the Saints. Could go Badgers and Washington State in the Palouse. Uh, the the brew. I'm gonna. I'm, I haven't took a brewer one. I'll go. I'll go the Brewers series against the Marlins. I'll I'll cheat and do both of them. I mean, that's those are just big series. Not necessarily because. And so we'll stay with Miami to Milwaukee, Miami, uh, to end it. Because if the Brewers have a chance at the wild card, having a tiebreaker against the the Marlins would be crucial. And they have multiple opportunities for to win those tiebreakers against the Marlins, against the Phillies. Uh, against the Cubs, like, and they already have one against the Reds. If you can bank five out of seven tiebreakers, like, you're actually you're in a pretty good spot. Um, if the only two teams you don't have tiebreakers against are the Giants and the Diamondbacks, you're you're kind of sitting pretty, and that's that you that kind of puts you in the captaincy. Yeah, and the Diamondbacks are have faded, so I don't yeah. even know if they're really. They're be... still. I mean, they're still hanging around, but yes, you're right. They're not. They're not as. It's not as com- not as worrisome uh, as they were. They've lost. I think they were like. I think I saw something there. What seven of? They're seven of like the last twenty one or something like that. A couple weeks ago. Um, right now, the Diamondbacks are one and a half games back of the uh, of the wild card, but kind of a loser leaves town four game series with the San Diego Padres this weekend. Uh, you know, Padres are four and a half back, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Well, that's Padres are not. Not living up to their potential, are they? No, um, no, no, no. They're they've they've been a little. They beat they won that series against the Orioles, which is impressive. But yeah, it's been a been a rough year uh, to be a, to be a Padres fan, to say the least. Well, and the Marlins uh, are the Marlins have been great since Josh Bell, but then yeah. they got hum they got humbled by the uh, Astros this week, and then they go to L.A. 
So, yeah. So yeah. who knows? The Marlins yeah. could be could be over. Could the insanity run for the Marlins? Marlins have also a you know the people always you know calm themselves about the Brewers run differential. The Marlins are negative forty four in run differential. <laughs> That's bad. That's right. The Mets right now are are at a negative forty seven, and they're seven games back of uh, of a wild card spot. So that's food for thought. And maybe why run differential doesn't exactly matter. But we're going to stay with football and the Green Bay Packers, and they have their second preseason game against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots were in for joint practice, and. It, it seemed like it went well yesterday. It did not necessarily go well today. Uh, there was a bunch of fights. Uh, they did not listen to Matt LaFleur, basically asking uh, the guys not to fight. Uh, if you're familiar uh, with the Tommy Shelby line, he quoted that. He's like, have you ever seen Peaky Blinders? And there's a scene where Tommy Shelby is like, no fighting, no fighting. And saying it to all his guys, and then they, they fight. So that's kind of what they do on Peaky Blinders. Uh, and, but the Packers didn't seem like they handled it well. Uh, Andy Herman had a tweet that picked up a lot of buzz, uh, about the Packers basically not being able to handle adversity at all, uh, Mitch. And, and that's kind of what I want to discuss at least to start and kind of kick it off. He said the difference in energy between two sidelines is striking all caps. Pat's lively. Packers look like they just got punched in the mouth. Um, and what, how do you, how do you react to that? Do you do you think like this is a bleed over from the Rogers years where it kind of seemed this way sometimes with him? Like where how do you how do you take that? I mean, it does seem to be having, you know, seeing that tweet and and getting the juices flowing. I mean, it does seem to be a little bit of an issue under Matt LaFleur for some reason mm-hmm. over the really over the the duration of his of his tenure here that I don't know. Like it's if either it's slow starts or it's, it's just the, the team, you know, and he talks about having your piss hot and all that. And it seems like they sometimes don't. And I don't know. I mean, it's just preseason to me. It's, it's, you know, everybody's fighting and, and like, it, it, like that's all the rage right now on Twitter is, you know, this team and that team are like now they, they all do the joint practices now. Right. Like that's right. That seems to be commonplace and um, to, to practice for a day or two before your preseason game, which actually kind of makes sense. I feel like for like for years there, they were, they'd pick a random team to just have a couple mm-hmm. practices with. And now they seem to be doing um, the team flies in a couple days early and they do practices together and then they play or whatever. But, that makes more sense to me, but everybody's fighting and it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, I don't even know why we're talking about it because I mean, what do you think these guys are, you know, their jobs are on the line. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of young guys that, you know, they get a lot of these young guys who aren't going to make the roster or are, are fighting to make a, you know, a practice squad or something. This is, they're around longer than they were in years past. I mean, there would have been two rounds of cuts already. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or well, maybe, maybe just one, but still, I mean, so, you know, these guys are, he's, everybody's fighting and I don't know who I, cares as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like it, you know, you don't want anyone to get hurt. You don't want, well, I think part and of it is people are just stupid about it. And it's like, and, 
And that's a, that's starting to become kind of the problem, right? Like a coach got hurt in the Jets Buccaneers thing. I guess a cornerback for the Commanders got a rotator cuff injury after getting slammed by Mark Andrews. Like I, I think I think the NFL at some point will step in because that's what the NFL does, right? They they can't have anything disrespect the shield, and they'll start handing out fines. But honestly, it's on them too because they should have suspended Aaron Donald for multiple games last year for hitting a guy with a fucking helmet in the the Bengals. I think it was Bengals-Rams joint practice last year. Like, yeah. that should have been a suspension. And he got called out on it. Zach Gell did a great job. I mean, that all-time video um, last year, if you haven't watched it, where Donald just freezes up uh, in an interview. And it's like, man, like you, I, I agree. Like, I, I think it's, it's a kind of a much to do about nothing. I understand that the Packers have had some moments where – they haven't got off the map with Matt LaFleur. And, and, and I can understand that there's some worry that maybe that will stay the same. I do. We talked about Matt LaFleur's paranoia. I do wonder if like he gets his own head a little bit and just needs to relax and just kind of needs like a meditation coach almost on the sidelines, yeah. honestly. And just like, just calm down, man. Just, just chill the fuck out. Like it's okay. Like, and I, I do think that it'd be nice to have, you know, one of those guys in the Jets room, whether it's their defensive coordinator or Salah, who's like a little more just like always on and just energy and like Salah pissed. I said on yesterday's show, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but Salah feels like a guy who just tries to say the word fuck. Like he just oh, yeah. is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. he's such a meathead. And, but I, I don't know, maybe the Packers could use a little bit of that meathead. And I don't know who provides that. They just need, they, they do need to make sure they don't lose their juice. But it could have just been that they were just sick of the shit, right? That they were just like, all right, man, we've had a bunch of fights. Also, too, like, none of the defense is really playing. Devondre Campbell's had an ankle injury. Jair's, I think Jair played today, but Jair's been battling something. Kenny Clark's had a black injury. I'm not sure if Kenny played today either. But, like, it's, they, they're just going, they're just, they're just kind of, they're in the middle of it. And, yeah, I think Belichick holds his team to a different standard. And maybe the Packers can work to that during training camp, but I I don't think that's going to win or lose anyone a Super Bowl uh, if you have a lively sideline or you have a sideline that that looks a little downtrodden, a little beat up. Yeah, I mean that's it, ultimately it comes down to what happens between the lines, and right. you know, I mean it's 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 the fucking NFL. It's not yeah uh, to use the F word. It's 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 not um, Tosa West against Pewaukee. No, where you know you have the the backup offensive lineman who wants to kiss the coach's ass and you know run up and down the sideline and get getting everybody fired up, bumping into people, and you know yeah, you're yeah. not going to see that in the NFL. I mean, I just think that they're they're professionals and and it shouldn't require anything extra to to get no. up, especially in the NFL where there's only so many of these things and. um so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know I, about the lively sideline stuff. I, I do I do want to just add one thing on that like Tosa West Pewak thing. Like we my buddy Seth and I when we played at Eau Claire, um we used to call the guys the first wave cuz they'd be just so fired up and we call it like it was like D-Day. Like they acted like it was just fucking like just the most important thing ever. And maybe that's why Seth and I didn't play cuz we were just cracking jokes. Uh but like that 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 reminded me of that so much. I'll, I will say with the adversity, like they are 
they are going to struggle with it a little bit. It's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be perfect, right? You're a very young team. Very young teams do not just immediately know how to respond to that because they really haven't been through it. So yeah, there are going to be, there are definitely going to be moments where they struggle with it, especially early on. And I, I just, it's how, it's how you respond to it. It's how you learn from it. Right. I mean, I could easily see a situation where the Packers start two and oh, they think their shit doesn't stink and they, you know, come in a little unfocused for the home opener and they lose to new Orleans and it, and it, yeah, that would totally be on the table or, you know, they lose a couple games and they just kind of don't know how to respond. Like it would not shock me at some point in the season, they have a three game losing streak because they're just, they're a little downtrodden. They're a little, they don't, they don't get it. Uh, but as for the, as for the series itself, um, or not series, the game itself with the Packers and Patriots, is there any, any guy, any like thing that you're kind of keeping an eye out for as we, you know, head into, you know, game two, whether it's a carryover from game one or it's something completely different, anything you're, you're kind of paying attention to. Jeez. Who could it be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe should call by anybody, but, but uh, I mean, I get it, man. Jordan loves, Jordan loves a story until he isn't like, it's going to be a story almost every, every goddamn day, every, every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, he was, you know, I would say impressive might be, a little strong, mm-hmm. you know, but he, you know, d- didn't fuck up and numbers are solid, had a nice touch pass for a touchdown. I mean, it was, his performance was kind of over right after it began, unfortunately. And that's, that's the, the bitch of preseason is it's just a right. teaser. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, it's just a sip of just your favorite, your favorite beer. And then just does, it's, yeah, just it's does gone. enough, just does enough. Yeah. It's just a couple pasties on and that's, that's about it. Right. I mean, I was going to say we could probably make a few yep. sexual innuendos out of that. Yep. But, I, uh, I did. I, I blew right past that. I just I went Christian Watson down the sidelines there with that yeah. one. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously the Musgrave missed throw, which probably would have been a pretty big, big chunk play mm-hmm. um, is sort of the one that everybody would like to have back. And you know, that's fine. That's going to happen, I think, with him. I mean, it's going to be. It ain't going to be perfect. I mean, it wasn't like Rodgers was perfect either. So, um, you know, obviously just enjoyed watching what he, what he put out there for two drives and um, maybe get a little more out of him. Yeah, yeah, I would, for, I would definitely. The second preseason game? I would definitely be a favor of a full half of Jordan Love. I mean, Andy Reid, you know, right, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and Andy Reid, I think, saying he's going to play them for the first half of first half of next of the next game that the chiefs have. So, well, and this Andy is going to be, I mean, you would think this week of preseason football is going to be the best week of preseason totally. football, I would think. Yeah, it should be. And uh, my, my one is, I just, you know, I, I think it's hard to judge just given their offense, but it's, you know, can Carrington love Carrington Valentine, keep this up. Can, you know, is, is he really going to contend for a starting spot? I mean, there's been some stuff that's flown around, like, put him as your corner and then Rasul Douglas, the safety. I think that's wild to me. If that's where we are with free safety, then we're kind of fucked um, <laughs> at the free safety position. I, I like Carrington Valentine. I think he's really talented, but I'm fine. If Carrington Valentine is our fourth, fourth DB to start the year, like if he's our dime corner. That's great. Right. That takes pressure off Eric Stokes means Eric Stokes. Take your time. Don't rush back from injury. 
You know, I think for a corner compared to what Rashawn Gary, and I think the injury was more serious with Stokes, like, that's fine. Put him on the pup, then you problem solve. You don't have to really worry about that. I don't, I don't not going to go as far to be like, oh, yeah, Valentine, Valentine's a starter day one. I think even though he played at Kentucky, even though he played at SEC schools, like, and yeah, he slipped and maybe he could have been a mid round guy. I, I just have a tough time thinking a seventh rounder starting week one for the Packers. I, I would be very nervous about that. That would be pretty surprising. Right. Um, Tyler Goodson. Oh, yeah. Is he did not practice? Yeah, he's had a shoulder. He's had a shoulder thing um, going on. So that means that you have Emmanuel Wilson, who, you know, was kind of a kind of a breakout guy. Um, he yeah, he had a sling at practice on, uh, you know, I think it was Sunday and they said he'll he'll miss some time. So it doesn't – I don't know if, if you're going to get – if you're at, you will have Tyler Goodson or you're just going to have – you're going to have the, you know, Emmanuel Wilson, uh, some of the other guys, Patrick Taylor, you know, getting getting that look. Mm. So I I, uh, I also am curious on Rasheed Walker if uh, if Rasheed Walker uh, can, you know, continue to kind of look, look the part. I mean, this guy, another seventh rounder last year, massive dude. Former five star guy. It's kind of a shithead at Penn State. And now it's kind of rounding the form. Malik Heath's another one who's kind of in that same category. You know, kind of a shithead. Um, was slow, but you know, Tom Silverstein wrote about him yesterday. Like he's he kind of has a body similar to Alan Lazard. He's a little more compact, he says, but he's like, that's kind of reminds you of Alan Lazard. And it's like shit. If that's the case, then yeah, that's great. And will they keep a six wide receiver? We'll have to. We we'll kind of have to see. I think we're. So he's a he's a league a league a very league average wide receiver. Maybe. Oh, uh, that's look at you, just shots at out at shots at Alan Lazard. That's what Alan Lazard is. Shots fired. Always has been. Shots they tried, fired. They, they tried to make him into a number one receiver last year, and it just you know that was stupid. Yeah. Well, that now yeah, yeah that I had a lot of regrettable takes, Mitch, back in August and. One of them was believing that Alan Lazard could be a number well, one wide receiver. He, I mean, he's okay, but again, he was never going to be a number one wide receiver. No, I mean, nothing so. was worse than my Mar- getting on the Mark Rogers bandwagon last year. That was, I mean, that that well, bandwagon, that bandwagon sunk. I don't know what's the first river. Is it the Colorado River that you see in the Oregon Trail? Trail, the first first one you see, like that motherfucker sank. Like I had way too much meat in that in that wagon, and that sunk. Yeah, well, I mean, if anyone knows you, that's not a surprising kind of, you know, you love to to face the uh, face yeah. the horde, if you will. Of, yeah. You know, everybody hated Amari Rogers, and you you were ready to be on the island. He and... had a good he had a good tra- he had a good preseason game against the Niners last year. I'm sorry, what do you want from me? Um, but anyway, curious to see where where Zach Tom continues to. Yeah. Um figure into the offensive line. I mean, it feels like he's going to be a starter. Yep. Um, just don't necessarily know where at this point. Uh, right. With Bakhtiari, you know, doing the Rogers thing and he ain't going to practice or anything, or, yeah. you know, in, in preseason. So, right. You know, yeah, I, more, I, more reps for Zach Tom and Yash Nyman. I mean, right. No doubt. No doubt, man. Um, all right. So we've, we've went pretty long. Um, I can give you, do you want to talk a little bit about the Bucks? Do you want to talk a little bit about the Brewers? Um, I, I'll kind of, I think, I mean, we could talk about the Bucks next week if we have a show next week. 
um, and run through that schedule. I think people will be talking about it tomorrow. Maybe let's just rapid fire, rapid fire on both, you know, and, and get, get our asses out of here and let everybody on, on their Fridays. Any quick, quick bucks takes that you have from that schedule? Uh, I mean, in season tournament will be interesting, but I, I think the, there's that stretch in March, which is going to be oh, yeah. early March, really the whole month is going to be pretty tough. That's uh, it's yeah. a West coast trip. It's um, it's a bunch of playoff teams. And that's again, just a, just a, a side effect of being a good team. The, and a contender, the league wants the Bucks on the on national TV. And mm-hmm. after football season, you get you get into March, they start to ramp up their their uh, their games that they put on national TV. So you're gonna see a lot more difficult matchups um, out there around that time. And it is what it is. I mean, you know, again, they don't go out west. I don't think until until then or so. No, they have one in February as well. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of travel really kind of starts in that end of January. You know, you head out to Denver, do Denver, Portland, Dallas, Utah, Phoenix. And that's that February. That's a February is brutal, right? Like a lot of road games in February. And I feel like how the NBA schedule kind of works. You have you do have those stretches. You, they kind of have another one again right around Christmas. Uh, where they play two against the Knicks, and and they do a bunch of bunch of travel there too, and those are always those are always difficult. I I don't think I think it's nice, you know, for Adrian Griffin to start out with, you know, four out of the first five games being at home. Now, granted, against tough teams, Miami, Philadelphia, New York, uh, but that's kind of nice for him to kind of get his bearings, get familiar with, you know, Pfizer Forum, the crowds, everything else, like. I think that just for a new coach that that makes life a little bit easier. You don't have to worry about hotels. You don't have to worry about you're sleeping in your own bed. Like I, I just think that's a nice kind of way to start uh, start the season. And with you know five, I think actually they have six out of their first eight uh, at the Pfizer Forum, which is which is awesome. Which is pretty close to what happened last year, right? Where they had a bunch of home games the first month, and then it got fucked in November. Yeah, had to like didn't didn't have what was it didn't have a game in the same oh, city yeah. like yeah like thirty days they traveled basically yeah, every was, day for yeah, the whole that, month yeah that was ridiculous um that was that was really tough um and definitely definitely something that you know well, not and, not it, and if you look at it it's pretty much the same thing in this year I mean first you know three out of four or four out of five are at home then November is a lot of it's like five home games in November. Right. And like 10 road games. So now they do play a couple back to back. Is there, what is, oh, is, what is the week off in December? So that's for the tournament. That's the tournament. Yeah. So, so a part of me is like, well, fuck, do we really want to get win? Like, we could get like basically a week off in December if like we're not, we're not involved. Like, and then it's like December 2nd to December 11th, just like recalibration time, like not, not the worst thing in the world, but I, I do think there is, you know, something to being on the, on the main stage and people all eyes on you and you can, you can make a big deal out of that. I'm sure we would if the Bucks were, you know, into that final and would add well, a, we'll see. I mean, 
I think that people think it's a joke now, but you never know. I mean, yeah, everybody thought the playing game was was a joke, and now I think everyone kind of likes it. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. God forbid there's something new. Yeah, well, right. And God forbid the NBA is, you know, trying to get more attention earlier in the season and make regular season matter more. And I think I think we've swung in so many different directions with the regular season, right? You know, you, we talk about the Brewer roller coaster all the time, but we rode that roller coaster with with baseball or uh, with basketball. It was like after the Bucks won the title, it was like, oh, fuck, regular season doesn't matter at all. And then we, you know, had – we didn't get the two seed against the Celtics. And we're like, yeah, maybe regular season's a little more important. And then this year happened and we couldn't beat a good team to say our soul. We blew so many late game leads and it was like, ah, yeah, regular season's kind of important. Like kind of matters. Like these things, like got to clean those things up or they're going to show themselves, you know, come postseason. Yeah. I mean, it just, however you want to form your narrative, you're allowed to basically with, that's fair with anything. I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess I, I wasn't really that concerned about the regular season last year either. I don't know if I will be this year, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just, I will say that, you know, they didn't have a ton of great wins um, last year. There are a lot of, a lot of the good teams they beat, they got fortunate with, you know, they beat the Nuggets and Jokic didn't play. I don't think uh, he might not have played either game. No, against the Nuggets, he didn't. So, no. oh no, no he, he, did. played, he, played, he played. He played in Denver. Yeah, yeah, he, he got yeah. away with so many offensive fouls. Oh god, that was such a bullshit game. That was awful. They had back to back against Utah. That was a Saturday night. That was that was not a that was not a fun game. Oh, get which out is of frustrating here. because they they blew out Utah the night before and should have been. The back-to-back almost got thrown out there because yeah. it wasn't like they played a triple overtime game or something. Yeah, but yeah, then they got the, smoked. The last thing I'll say about the the uh, the box is ABC is like okay, they've a couple years removed from the title. We don't need them on seven thirty uh, prime time. <laughs> there are no Saturday night prime time games. They are on ABC a couple times, but they're the nooners Sunday. Uh, yeah. The Sunday nooners, so. Uh, and they're also on Christmas. They're at 11 a.m. So there yeah. you go. There you go. We're, we're back. We're slipping. We got to we win we one are, again. We're back. We're back to to, to where uh, where they want us. They uh, basically, and, yeah, I mean, they, I, I thought of that. They they basically are back to like 2019 again where it's like, right. yeah, they're a good team. But, you know, they're not the Lakers or the Warriors or the Suns right. or, yeah. you know, the Suns probably won't even be that good. So, oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. Get, get out in front of it. Yeah, I mean, looking at, I just pulled the Lakers schedule quickly. Like they have ABC game against Boston on Christmas. You got the Golden State on prime time. Knicks on prime time in Madison Square Garden. Uh, they have a Denver one at home. They have a Golden State one at home. So two Golden State ones. I, uh, I don't know. All right, is anyone on the hill? Maybe Golden State won't be good this year. I don't know. That's it's a lot there. We'll we'll see. We got a long way to go. Any uh any things on the Brewers' misery as Andrew Monasterio hit a just a rocket that went again right to a Dodgers defender? I mean, playing the Dodgers sucks, and yeah. uh, I mean it's like I'd rather get waterboarded probably just because it's like especially the game on uh, Wednesday night where it's like. It's two catchers interferences and a couple like infields, you know, bunt singles, you know, excuse me, swings. 
for the Dodgers. And it's like literally Mookie Betts comes up. He's going to get a hit. Freddie Freeman's going to get a hit. And Mookie Betts is going to go to third automatically. That happens literally three times a game. And they have, it feels like there's a guy in scoring position when the inning starts. Right. And it's just, I mean, it's like playing the Braves. I mean, it just is. They're, they're, they're two teams that are, you know, significantly ahead. And it's baseball. So neither one of them will probably make the NLCS. You watch. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that that's the one saving grace. But I mean, they are fucking unreal. And like, this is supposed to be like a step back here for the Dodgers. Right. So who scares who scares you more though in a, in a series? Is it the Dodgers or the Braves? I think it's the Braves. Oh, so I I think it's the Dodgers. Like I oh, uh, okay, but no, I want to hear your Braves. Oh. I want to hear your Braves. I'll I'll explain to the Dodgers. Have you seen their lineup? Yeah, I have. But I, have you seen the pitch step? Like, are we sure they like other than Strider? Again, I also sneaky take is, is are we sure Spencer Strider's like a Cy Young guy? Like, look at look at some of his his stat lines. Like he strikes out a bunch of people, but uh, like, are we sure? Are we sure anyone like who do you trust in a game seven from the, the Braves from a pitching perspective? I understand Max, Max Freed probably. Yeah, maybe Max Freed. Yeah, I, I, okay. Uh, Max. Who Freed, do you trust? Who do you trust in the Dodgers? Kershaw. Yeah, uh, I mean, Kershaw. I mean, Bobby Miller is really good, and he's a young guy. But. Yeah, but these guys are. I mean, they're they're yeah. pretty young. They no, have it's some a, injuries it, in their a, in their it's, rotation. It's, it's a fair point. I mean, they are going to get Walker Buehler back. I think, I think by in September maybe. And now, who knows if he'll be Walker Buehler of of old? But I agree that yeah, if you're like, all right, who has the weaker bullpen? You're probably going to say that Dodgers team. I don't know, man. The Dodgers just feel like the and I, I said this a couple times now on different things, but they just feel like the old St. Louis Cardinals. They feel like the Tony Larusa Cardinals, where it's just every single thing falls and they get every break and they somehow just do not screw up. And I think the Braves just have a, they're, they're just because of their young, their youth, they have a little bit of chance of not necessarily being always on their ship. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Dodgers are a much more veteran team. Yeah. But it's like, man, I'm looking at their lineup from tonight. Yeah. And you know, David Peralta. Okay. He's on my fantasy team, man. Don't disrespect. Probably doing awesome, I'm sure. Yeah. Um doing better than I expected. Um, but yeah. Solid no. baseball player, no question. Right. But I mean it's it's right. Jason Hayward. Right. I mean, yeah, that's it's a fair challenge. Like they they I will also say with the the dot the Braves versus the Dodgers, like I trust Brian Snitaker so much more than Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is not a good manager. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers are, you know, okay. They got the COVID COVID ball World Series. Um, better get another one, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. I mean, if we cared about baseball as much as we do basketball and football, the the amount of shit the Dodgers would have for their Mickey Mouse World Series would be just relentless. But we just don't care enough. Right. It's not. It's not toxic. No. Yet. Um, <laughs> Well, on Twitter. Well, there are things that are toxic about baseball, but we that we aren't the podcast to have that conversation about what's what's been going on in baseball right now. Talking about like with Wander Franco. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, geez. well, he's probably done. Yeah, but yeah, 
maybe that's... maybe the maybe the Rays avoid his contract. The Brewers can sign him next year. <laughs> just kidding. Wander <laughs> Franco, Trevor Bauer, just be as hated as possible. The Brewers get bought out by Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, part yeah. owner Giannis. Um, which yeah, they're they just be that Saudi Arabia flirtation with Giannis, which I just uh, don't don't exactly like. Yeah, he keeps doing. Or yeah, he had a picture with Neymar because Neymar signed a. I know, a, I know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not. I have no problem. It's not the political part of the Saudi Arabia part. It's the hey, why don't we just start a live of basketball, and you will pay you billions of dollars. That's the part I worry about. Yeah, I mean. No, like we've talked about this before. Yes, I, know. I don't. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I know. And and honestly, if if we did, like, like with it, with golf, you can do it because they're yeah. basically contractors, right? And I mean, there's just so much shit that would have to, yeah. yeah. You know, so many people would have to get paid up, paid out. Oh yeah, yeah. And if, I mean, if that if that did happen, I I would we'd probably need to lock you in a bomb shelter for a, at least at least I maybe just, like two months. I mean, then so yeah, you'd have to leave the players' union. Yeah. Right, and then right. they'd have to yeah. start this league, and all these guys would start leaving the. Which maybe could happen. I mean, I it's not, I'm certainly not putting anything past anyone. I will. But. I will. I will say. I'll just. I'll leave it here. Is like if James Harden does go play in China, that to me would be a big kind of red flag. Um, just like doesn't does like if he goes oh. this year and says fuck it, I'm gonna go play in China. Instead of, you know, and void my contract. I, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I don't think he can actually do that. No, with the there's no way. I don't think he can do it. I don't think Tubbers can do that. Um, So, there you go. I think I think he would, he, you know. Yeah. He's uh, he's aware of, he would be a laughing stock. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the memes would just be out of control. Yeah, he, I mean, it's it's just, imagine there's no he, way. Imagine Mao Zedong, but with James Harden's beard. That would be great. It'd be a great <laughs> meme. A plus. Um, it would but be. Anyways, all right. We've talked long enough. I know you're tired. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us on a on a Friday. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see everybody tomorrow next week. We we we've been kind of toying around with the idea. It's you know we're getting into busy season here. Uh, once football gets going, uh, you know college football back Labor Day weekend, NFL back. Uh, we're gonna get a home run here, Bryce Trick. Nope, that was a Brewer fan. That was a club fan reaction. Um, all right. Well, uh, hopefully the Brewers can get at least a couple hits off Lance Lynn. We'll see though. But it's they Lance have, Lynn. They have as many errors as hits in this series uh, after two games. So we'll uh, see what they do. Yeah, uh, that's enough to drive off a bridge. Um, well, hopefully uh, this weekend's better in in Texas. And uh, yeah, we'll see you Monday uh, for that and Packer preseason uh, game two overreactions and uh, sure. Uh, smattering of of other things. So uh, take care. Peace.